Hi, my name is Anisha Van Makavi. I'm a Humanity Rising Ambassador, and today we're going to be hosting, as Debbie said, another one of our Humanity Rising Voices podcasts, where we feature business professionals and community leaders in order to inspire the youth to make a change in their community. And we're also going to be giving you an opportunity to do service and win scholarships and awards. Humanity Rising basically helps youth build their leadership and life skills and become global citizens. So today, I am really proud to introduce to you Therese Rowley, a thought leader, business strategist, intuitive and healer, and an author who works with people to help get in touch with their inner wisdom and intuition, specifically with business leaders. Therese, thank you so much for speaking with us today. I'm so happy to be here, Anisha. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I really appreciate it. And I love that uh, Humanity Rising is one of my favorite organizations because there is nowhere that we need more help than from all of you as uh, the youth because you know a whole lot more than we older people do about what has to happen on this planet to get it to thrive. Your ingenuity, your creativity, your passion. If we don't have that, we don't have a thriving future. So I'm honored to be with you and I appreciate um, the invitation. Uh, and, I, and I have a slideshow for you today because I wanted to introduce this idea about um, intuition and give you an opportunity to kind of tune in yourself to learn something and then you know, take away from that something you can use every day, uh, whether whenever you get back to school <laughs> and, and or in every day. So hopefully you can see that. This is really about leveraging your intuition to find your path and your purpose, as well as your passion. Um, so what are you guys doing these days? There are so many things that you could be doing, but only within the confines of your house. So, so much of it is online. And um, there's, uh, you know, what, what is it that leads you to do what you do and, and what are your interests? So the question too is what are you thinking about? Um, the reason I'm asking this is because I know my daughter, who's a sophomore in high school, it used to be that you could go to college and you could find your passion, and that's what college was about. But now, you know, based on her experience, I know that you have to start thinking about this in grammar school. You have to, in elementary school, you're supposed to somehow find out what your passion is. And in high school, then you're supposed to prove that you have it. And then you're supposed to tell colleges that you've done it already. And then you're supposed to pick your major based on that and your school based on that. Uh, but, but how do you even do that when, you know, your life experiences, you know, you don't get to travel around the world to figure this out. So the question is, how do you do that? How do you really um, make it that way in, in high school and college? Um, there's so many different ways that you have interests, right? You could be doing anything. But the question is, is that an interest or is it a passion or is it part of a purpose? And you can't really ever know all of that. I don't know how old people are before they ever get that or if, if they ever do. But, you know, the question is, how do you make sure that you're uh, checking in with yourself to say, how important is this to me? What do I want to do with this? And the way that you do that, one way that you can do that is, is really intuition. As Einstein said, it's really the only valuable thing. And I agree with that because you can have all the logic that you want, but if you're not checking in with your own wisdom, you're doing it because someone else tells you you should. And, and we are surrounded by that in this society. Um, our videos and our uh, 
media will tell us who we should be and how it should be. And even sometimes to the point where you should be a creative person and you should be doing all these things online and you should, you know, have all these things together and you should really be authentic to yourself. Well, what, you know, what does that mean? And do I have to participate that way? And if I don't, what does that mean? So um, I really think it's important to get to know your intuition so that you can use it to decide for yourself, what does that look like and what does that mean? So first of all, let's talk about what is intuition. And intuition really is your inner guidance and it tells you the truth all the time. Your intuition will always tell you the truth, what's best for you, what's best for your path, and it reveals both your passion and your purpose over time. <clears throat> so, how do we use intuition? Everybody uses their intuition differently, and your intuition is really wired to your creative purpose. In other words, if you were meant to use your intuition to make good business decisions, as many leaders I work with, that's what their intuition is tuned into, then the more they practice using their intuition, the better they'll get at making those kinds of decisions. And the more that they'll tune into those voices, not just the data, but they'll say, okay, just a minute, and they'll go with their gut. And uh, sometimes intuition can tell you things that the data can't tell you. Uh, I was talking to one leader one time and he had three different candidates that he was looking at for a very important position. And uh, they, the, his team gave him all of the data, like their resume and what, are the, you know, what they've done and all that. And they said, this is really the person. And he always wants to support his team and go with who they think is best. But he kept saying, my gut tells me not to do that. And some people, when they say my gut, that's the same thing as saying my intuition. My intuition is telling me, you know what, maybe, maybe that's not the right person, but I have a feeling it, it should be this other person. And so at the, at the end of the day, he decided to go with his gut. And, and the team, he had to explain to the team, you know, I usually go with you, but this time it just feels right. It turned out that a few months after he decided on the other guy that was his intuition and not based on the data that they wanted, that the guy they wanted ended up having a, a family issue at home and he had to fly back and take care of his family for like the next nine months. So he would have gotten that job maybe done maybe better than the guy that he picked, but he would have had to leave. So the, your intuition is gonna you know, lead you to things that the data can't tell you. And that's one of the reasons why it's, it's important to listen. It's really uh, also about like basic things like safety and well-being. How many of you have ever walked down the street and you're just going along and everything's fine, and then all of a sudden you have this, this sense that you should, that something behind you is not good. Like there's somebody maybe behind you. You need to walk across the street. You just need to walk across the street. Well, how do you know that that person's behind you and you can't see them or hear them or there's no way that your five senses would tell you there's something going on behind you, right? And so it's your intuition telling you stay safe, cross the street. Or when you're with a person and they seem to be a nice person, but something's telling you, ah, don't trust this person. Always, always listen to that because that's one of the things intuition's meant to do is to keep you safe. And then other things like new inventions. I mean, Einstein said this for a reason because he got his ideas through intuition, even though he was a scientist. Um, new ideas come to you. How many people have said, you know, I get my best ideas in the shower, you know, or when I'm jogging or whatever, because you're letting your mind just stop thinking and then new ideas have room to come in and that's your intuition prompting you to go in a very particular direction 
sometimes people work with the police with their intuition and they find missing people and they can just tune in and say, this is where they are and this is what's going on. Police work with those people all the time. Um, some people know, kind of get dreams about what's gonna happen. Uh, lots and lots of people reported having dreams about 9-11 before it happened. Um, all their disasters people know or they know that they're not supposed to go in or do something a certain day and then a disaster happens and they weren't involved because that day their intuition said, you know, stay here, be safe. Other people really are good at communicating with animals. You might be one of those people that, you know, you just know what your pet needs or what there's, you don't have to, you know, really tune in and you just know. And that's also part of it. And other people, you know, they see people, they, they say they see people that are, you know, they work with all those, all those television programs you have about ghosts and mediums. And so people also talk with people on the other side. That's another use of intuition. But if you're meant to be a really good athlete and you're using your intuition to know how to move your body in a certain way or how to, uh, how to move in a track that you're on and competitively, and you really work with your intuition to get better at that, chances are you're not gonna work really well, hard on your intuition and suddenly start you know, seeing people that are missing or you know, seeing people in dreams. It's your, your intuition is really wired to your purpose. That's why it's so important for you to get in touch with it because it's only there to help you be successful in life. So the question some people ask me is, is intuition the same for, for everybody? I mean, is everybody intuitive in the same way? Is it? Well, here, it turns out that everyone has intuition. We're built with it. Our brains have it. Evolution. If, if the you know, early man or woman did not have intuition, we would not be here because they didn't have any books to figure out how to stay alive. That was their intuition. But there's four, four primary kinds of intuition, and people don't usually talk about this. One of them is called clairvoyance. And you've heard people say, oh, that person's clairvoyant. That's a very particular kind of intuition. And it means clear, the word means clear seeing. Clairvoyance means clear seeing. So some people are clairvoyant. Other people get their information through words, clear hearing. So they might hear words and that's how they know what they know, okay? And the third thing is what's called claircognizance this is related to what they call clear knowing. It's an impression, it's a full impression. This is the truth, you know, no one can convince me otherwise. Yeah, but I have all this, nope, this is, this is what I know. That's called clear cognizance. The last one is called clairsentience. That means clear feeling or clear sensing. Um, and that's for people who you can walk into a room and everyone's smiling and you're thinking, oh, everybody's angry in here. Or a couple of people are angry, but they're smiling. How do you know? because you are tuned in through your feelings to the truth of other people's feelings and your own. So let's try a little experiment. How do you know your strength and preference? I want you to do a little experiment for yourself to find out what your kind of intuition is. So the first thing is, think of a time when you knew or sensed something was true or gonna happen without any evidence. You already knew it. Just you can, if you wanna close your eyes and imagine it, you can, or maybe you just remember it. Okay, now I want, you to, <clears throat> I want you to tell me, where in your body did you know that? Did you know that in, in your head? Did it come to you in a feeling? Was it a, like goosebumps? Did, it, did, it, did your heart get, feel like it was warming up? What happened for you? Did you hear a voice? What, what happened? So what happened inside of you? What signal did you receive to know that that was true? 
And if I had um, a regular workshop, I'd be asking you one at a time, like, what was that for you? So I could find out because I want to know how many people uh, are different kinds of intu intuitives. So when you're identifying your intuitive strength or preference, you have a very particular signal that you'll get. For example, when you're clairvoyant, when you receive your information through clairvoyance, which means clear seeing, it means you receive the images or visions or dreams. Those are kinds of ways that you'll more often get in your information about what you know about what you know. It's located down in the crown of your head between your two eyes, right? In, in the middle of your head. If you focus your attention in the middle of your head, that's why people meditate this way. They focus their attention in the middle of their head, down from the crown of their head. And if you get in there and you close your eyes and you say, okay, I'm gonna move my attention there. And you can just even try this while I'm talking about it. And you start to think and think and think, try to move your attention behind that, like the location behind it, because thinking function is in front of the intuitive function. So you wanna move your attention behind that. And what this is, is it a neutral place. So you're gonna see things in neutrality instead of having ang angry feelings or fun feelings, whatever, there's no feelings when you're in the middle of your head. It's looking at the truth. You see a picture, an image, a vision, or you have a dream. So that's clairvoyance. And if you get your information that way, it usually comes to you more often that way. Um, you can also get it uh, through clear audience, which is remember clear hearing, that's in your throat. You might hear words, you might find yourself turning your head to, you know, to the left like this sometimes. It's almost like you're trying to hear the words. And that's how I uh, primarily uh, get my uh, wisdom through the intuitive function of clear audience. That means if you tell me your name in the phone and people call me from all over the world and they just give me their name, I can see all about them, their thoughts and feelings and their motivations by, their, by the sound of their voice and by the sound of their uh, name. Your name has a sound to it. So that's, that's a particular kind of intuition. And the next thing is claircognizance. That's located in your heart. And that's powerful, vivid impressions. It's not necessarily pictures, but it's this knowing. I absolutely know. No one can convince me, no matter what the evidence, I know it, that kind of feeling. That's the one in your heart called claircognizance. And finally, the other one is clairsentience. This is located in your abdomen. Um, this is your belly, just below your belly. And um, uh, two, like two inches below your navel, that's where that uh, sensor is located and you, you feel or sense things. So you might not get a picture. You might not hear any words. You might not really know, but you could walk in and say, I'm cold. Something's going on here. Or you could say, Oh, I got goosebumps, but I don't know what it's about. Or you could say that, um, I know that the things here, people in this room are not feeling good, or I'm not, I walked in to the target um, with my daughter like a week ago. And you know, all of the stuff that's going on with the, uh, the COVID, uh, there's a lot of people that feel scared, understandably, right? We, uh, many of us are, are crazy uh, scared or worried or whatever. So we walked into the Target and I started to feel like, oh, I got scratchy throat and oh no, and I felt so bad. What am I doing here? And I had my face covered and I was like, oh, what if my head was down and I felt like, how could I not have see felt this before I left? I might be getting people, you know, exposed to something. And I, I, I quickly got my stuff, I went out of the car, we went to the car, I closed the door and I was fine, completely fine. I had no 
feelings of symptoms. I had, I had nothing. What I had done is walked into a field of people who were worried about that very thing. Their thoughts were focused on that. I walked in there and I picked it up because that's the, the clear sentience. That's the feeling. I feel their feelings. I think it's mine. It's not mine. So this function is located in your, your belly. And the, the most, uh, I'll tell you the biggest challenge, if that's one of the ways that you know what you know, is healthy boundaries. How do you know the difference between their fear and yours? Because yours feels like theirs, but it's not yours. <laughs> and at certain times it's theirs, at certain times it's yours. So how do you find that healthy boundary? And I'll, and I'll give you some, some ideas about that um, in, in a little bit. So I'm just going to do another thing because sometimes relationships are pretty confusing. I think for all of us, no matter what your age, relationships can be very confusing. And so I want you to feel, know that you have the power inside yourself to get, you know, more information through your intuition about your relationships. So here's, we're going to do a little experiment again. So I want you to think of a person that you really love. And then check in with your body and find out what part of your body is telling you that you really love them. What signal did you receive? So you just do that for a sec. So you might have uh, a picture or you might have a feeling in your heart. You might have a feeling in, in your arms, your head, your stomach. Everyone is different. You think that when you get it, you think, oh, everybody feels like this. No. Everyone gets that information within themselves differently. So you must honor the way you get it and not think that everyone is the same because when you develop that, you'll know better when you have relationships. Okay, that's a person. That's how I know how I love someone. It comes to me this way. Here's another one. Think of a person that you're attracted to, but you don't love. Think about that and then find out what part of your body tells you that you're attracted, but you don't love them. So think about that for a moment. So isn't that interesting? You may have gotten a different place in your body where you know that some you're attracted, but you don't love them. And for some where you love them, that comes occurs to you in a different way in your body or it comes in a different form. Now, this is not something that if you didn't get anything when you did that, that's fine. It sometimes takes practice to kind of tune in, even to think about having your body as a, as a partner in understanding yourself is new information for some people. So it's not like that's easy to do. I'm going to ask you to do one more experiment, and here it is. I want you to think of a person who really irritates you and find out what part of your body lights up about them. I'll bet everybody can come up with just one person. <laughs> like your mom or dad or. <laughs> so I want you to see that you have uh, information in your body that can give you the difference between each of these and to tune into your body regularly because that's telling you what's really going on for you that, and, and it's wisdom. It's not just a well, that's a feel. No, that's your information. So that's why I want you to know that. Um, so tune in and listen to it. The more you become aware of the signals in your body, the clearer you'll become about your purpose and your passion and your path. Because your intuition is very shy. And if you ignore it, it will stop talking to you. 
because you know there's there's video games and there's Netflix series and there's lots of things to do and there's social media like there's in order for you to be able to become more attuned to your own wisdom you have to have the space to have the relationship it's no different than if you're with a friend and you guys decide to go out somewhere and you're both on your phones fine but you're not cultivating a relationship with that person you're hanging out with them and that's really different you're not getting to know them you're not getting to know them better you're getting to be with them which is nice as well it's not a bad thing it's just simply that you're not getting any uh, more deeper friendship by doing that same thing with your intuition if you're always busy and you don't pay any attention to it it's not going to deepen so um, and here's a kind of interesting thing um, when people say people say that when people are go blind their hearing gets better and when people go deaf their uh, their eyes get better their vision uh, it's like the, the brain helps them to receive the signals from the uh, outward environment that they need to stay safe um, and to understand things, right? Well, what's true about your intuition is that if you shut down your five senses, your sixth sense gets better, which is the same thing as your intuition, right? So you want to, sometimes you want to be quiet enough to create the space and silence, not just so you can breathe, but so you can listen in to hear, you can even ask one question and close your eyes and wait. And when you, when you do that, it might not give you any information, but eventually when you keep doing that, it's like you have a shy friend who the first time you go, oh, let's go out and they're like, ah, okay. They don't sign out, okay. But eventually after some conversations, you say, oh, I didn't know you knew that and I knew that. And pretty soon you have a reason to become good friends. And then you kind of know things about them before they say it, or you know how they're gonna say that, or you know, so that's how you can get to know your intuition as well. So it's a skill, intuition's a skill, and it can be developed through three practices. One is staying. So what, you know, I think this is the hardest skill we have, especially in our world where social media is our friend, you know, is the link to everything in our lives. But staying with a feeling or staying with our body or staying with this trust in yourself, which is the second one, um, that is so hard to do because we're, we're trained out of it. But if you stay, even if you don't get the right answer or an answer, and you do it consistently, pretty soon you'll hear that voice will get louder and louder and louder. Then you have to trust it. The second thing is trust it. Well, you know, look, it's not, it's sunny outside and it's, I'm getting this idea that I should take my umbrella. That's stupid. I'm not going to take my umbrella. And then you go out and crash, it rains, right? So you, you, there's things that your intuition knows that you can't know why it's telling you things. But if you trust it, you'll find that it will again get louder and louder. <clears throat> and the third thing is act. And it's important to act on your intuition because you're telling it, I trust you and please be louder. So again, it's part of cultivating that relationship, pardon me. <clears throat> so cultivate that relationship, stay, trust, and act. And those are the three things that can get your intuition stronger, louder, and to be a better friend to you. So you can be a better friend to it. So let your body and intuition lead you to that path and that purpose. Um, I want you to think about using your body, think about how you know what you know, and trust yourself. And don't let anyone else tell you when you have a very powerful intuition about something, don't let anyone talk you out of it, even if it's uncomfortable for them or even uncomfortable for you. 
do what you know is right inside you and that will take you on that path that will show you your passion and show you your path right and um i wanted to i had another that other slide there that didn't come through but that was um humanity rising is i think one of the most important organizations on the planet right now because you are teaching people what it means to be a global leader we our generation and all kinds of generations before you do not know what it means to be a global leader because a global citizen leader because we never had the access and opportunity to do it and you do by doing the way that you engage in service projects either by starting them up or engaging in the ones that are there you're bringing to that your wisdom and knowledge that's never been on the planet before ever and you're going to tell us what it means to be a global citizen and inform us everybody in the world it's your generation you are going to do this and you are doing this so i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of humanity rising and for waving that flag that we all need we all need you not just the people you're serving but your example and your presence is leadership that is energy in the world that is teaching all of us how to be leaders so thank you for that and i appreciate your attention